Hey listeners of Housing Developments, this is Reagan, the producer. Just wanted to give you a heads up that because Jerry and Jim were traveling this week and recording off-site, the audio quality might be a little bit different than what you're used to. We'll be back to our normal recording next week. Thanks for listening. I'm Jerry Howard. And I'm Jim Tobin. Welcome to Housing Developments. Jim, I guess we should start by uh, thanking our sponsor, Wells Fargo Home Mortgage. Uh, they do a lot for our association and for our organization, and uh, I encourage our members to consider using Wells Fargo Home Mortgage as part of their financing packages. So thank you guys very much for doing what you do. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Jim, there's a lot going on in Washington. Uh, I'd like to hear your take on President Biden's big press conference yesterday. Yeah, the president kicked off uh, the new year with, with his first press conference in, in many, many months uh, and, and right at essentially the first, the, the one-year marker of his, of his administration. And uh, it was it was an interesting press conference. I think you know, it covered the, the waterfront from coronavirus uh, other, all the way to, uh, to, the, uh, to the Ukraine and, uh, and international politics. I thought it was uh, it was interesting. I, I think when the president was asked if uh, if he had made made any any mistakes, uh, he, he gave kind of the stock presidential answer all the way from is what I remember George W. Bush uh, and Donald Trump, uh, Barack Obama. Nope, no, I did not. I don't think we 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 did uh, we did, we've done we've done anything wrong. He asked if he underestimated anything. He said no. Asked if he was overpromised anything. He said no. He said he's delivering on everything he, he can. Um, a little, uh, I think probably the American public has a little different take on that, uh, given uh, record high inflation. Uh, some of the uh, the coronavirus still is stubbornly with us, and uh, and his his grand uh, plan for some social spending and and and, and social programs uh, seems uh, back burner, maybe maybe a little overly optimistic. It, 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 somewhere between uh, dead and on life support, uh, but. Um, and he's vowed to break it up to see what he can get. It's uh, it was an interesting press conference to say the least. Well, I, I agree with you on some of the spending programs. Uh, it reminded me of the classic movie, The Princess Bride. Uh, some of those aren't dead, but they're nearly dead. Yeah, uh, and and we got to look forward. On the other hand, I will say that uh, while you and I have uh, friends who are far more partisan Republican than I, and they're Crying that press conference as an abject failure. Uh, we also have friends who are who are Democrats and who feel that the president has done a great job, and they only blame one or two members of Congress uh, for his failure. Um, do you see any chance that in an election year, uh, Senators Manchin and Cinema and some of the others who are uh, have not been as outspoken but may also be opposed to some of the Biden agenda? Uh, do you see them falling into line uh, to make sure that as Democrats, uh, they they uh, do their most to keep the majorities in, in both parties or in both chambers rather and keep things moving? Yeah, that's a that's a that's a that's a great question. I, I, I you and I have been kind of in lockstep on this for for a year now. I, I do think they get something done. You got the moderate Democrats. Certainly in the House, but but in the Senate in particular, uh, want to get something done uh, in order to in order to at least bolster their chances of holding one of the two congressional chambers in the upcoming election. But breaking up the, the Build Back Better package into smaller pieces, whether it's a climate package, 
whether it's a, you know, a housing package, some, some, you know, all the different attendant parts, um, that's going to require revenue, which means then you start breaking up the tax plan. And then what you have is really industries are rather than a, a large tax model where you can, you can, you can, uh, you can raise taxes across the board. If you start breaking up the package into smaller spending pieces, then you're now only need a little bit of revenue. So now industries in particular are going to be targeted, whether it's, uh, just higher taxes, uh, on, uh, on carried interest. You know, things that we've already defeated, I think are going to come back on the table. Um, I also read an article first thing this morning that the SALT caucus, those who want uh, to, to, to uh, raise the cap on the state and local tax deduction, they've already said, if you break it apart, SALT better be in one of those pieces. And that continues to be a sticking point. They still have no resolution on that. So I'm a little skeptical. If if the, the larger package unites the whole caucus, even though Manchin and Cinema have been the outliers, a smaller package, you're going to start seeing... Uh, the factions of the Democrat Party not happy because, oh, they just took care of the housing package. Well, what about the climate package or vice versa? I still think a larger but much smaller package is more likely than uh, four or five different packages. A larger but much smaller. Yeah. Well, so, uh, rather in Washington, that makes complete sense. So, uh, Jim is right on with that, with that statement. I will say, uh, from a housing perspective, uh, and I'm sure that other industries felt the same way. I was hoping he would dress, uh, address and, and come up with, uh, what he's going to do, um, to fix the supply chain. I was very disappointed, um, in the, in that aspect of it. Yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, so it is. Anyway, we're moving forward, Jim. Uh, you and I are getting ready in a week or so to head down to, the International Builders Show. I'm pretty yeah. excited. I am too. Uh, given given the weather up where we live here in uh, in, in Northern Virginia, Washington D.C., I'm looking forward to some sunnier skies and warmer weather in Orlando. I am, and I think uh, you know we've had uh, some great news this week on our attendance. It looks like we're going to do very very well. Uh, obviously, it's not going to be a show for the normal times, uh, but uh, given Given the times we're in and given what we're looking for, uh, we're pretty excited about the attendance. Uh, the boost space sales are going great. Uh, all the uh, special events have sold out. Uh, and I think it's going to be a good bounce back show. And I think it's really going to set the platform uh, for the 23 show in Las Vegas. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I'm, I'm, I'm with you uh, with, with, with the optimism of the show. I've talked to a lot of members over the last two weeks. They're buying their tickets. They're looking forward to being there. Um, but like you said, um, it, it's the industry was strong last year. It's, it's forecast to be strong this year. If, if, if you're if you're building homes, if you're if you're a contractor, uh, if you're in the home building space, Orlando 2022 is the place the place to be um, it, for your business, uh, for your customers, and see the the, the best and uh, the best of what we have to offer. So I'm looking forward to it. But Jim, speaking of the IPS, we're uh, pleased to have a special guest with us here today, uh, Gretchen Gutierrez, who is the executive officer of the Desert Valley Builders Association in, uh, in California. Today. Gretchen, thank you for joining us today on Housing Developments. Well, thanks um, for having me. I'm looking forward to the chat. You and I have known each other for uh, quite some time, uh, but it's really exciting that uh, 
when we get to IBS, the Desert Valley VA will be reaffiliating with the National Association of Home Builders. We're thrilled to have you. Can you tell me why your membership is so interested in being a part of the Federation? Well, I think one of the things that we're most interested in is being able to have access to the resources that you all can bring us that we can bring back to the local level. Um, as you heard yesterday in our face-to-face -face meeting with our members out here, uh, one of the key elements that we're looking for is assistance with our workforce development and um, getting folks to come into the trades, come into the construction industry. And we don't wanna reinvent curriculum or the methods in which to uh, entice new work and new labor folks uh, to joining us, but um, we don't have the ability to, to start from scratch. And so we're looking forward to having access to those expanded resources that NAHB can bring to us. So we're, we're excited. And that's just one element that we're, we're looking forward to, to, to reconnecting with you on. You know, the builders in the rest of the country um, look at California and think, holy cow, uh, they're under such regulatory burdens and it's so difficult to build there. Can we really, uh, what's really going on? Do you think there's much that your members can lend to our discussions about uh, the conditions in California? I think that we can bring a lot to the table. Um, as you just said, California invents it, and then we export it to the rest of the country. And sometimes it's a good export, and sometimes it's a, a crazy wild regulation or rule. Um, we've been involved for a number of years, and a number of my leadership has been involved in the industry for a number of years in dealing with all of those regulations. Um, we've passed legislation to deal with some of those regulations and to fix some of those regulations at the state level. It's a challenge in California to build. It's been this way for about four decades less, and it's not getting any easier. It's getting tougher year over year over year, and we're falling further and further behind. Unfortunately, our state legislation um, has not gotten a clue about it yet. They are still looking at fixing the problems and the challenges, but there's a lot of impediments that they throw in front of us. But we definitely are happy to take um, our expertise and knowledge and bring it to the national level and to state and locals across the country. A number of us used to do that once upon a time, and, and we're looking forward to getting back and reengaging it on all those topics. And, and in the past, I remember you being very active in the Executive Officers Council. Do you plan on reengaging there? And, and what does the EOC bring to you as a professional? I would love to get back involved with the EOC. I don't know what the current um, process and procedure is to get back on the EOC level. As you said, I was active. I was there for six years. Um, I'm a past national recipient of the Rachel Manley Award. Um, and it's a great venue for peer-to-peer uh, -peer expertise and exchange of knowledge. I, I got a lot out of it in the time that I was, was with the uh, organization earlier. And I'd love to be able to pass some of that information along to folks that are coming into the association world. Um, there's always new folks coming in that need to have a little bit of um, hand and assistance and mentoring. And if I can lend that to someone at, and pass it along what was passed to me, that'd be great. And uh, Jim had to step away here for a few minutes, so he's not on. Jim Tobin is my co-host on housing developments. Uh, he would uh, be very interested in, in knowing of the uh, political involvement that your association has, your relationship with your members of Congress uh, and, uh, and your, your state legislators. Uh, I've seen it firsthand as you had several mayors at our event yesterday, 
but um, uh, how do you attribute your success at the local and state level? Um, what do you attribute that to? And, and talk to me about your relationship with your members of Congress. Uh, our members of Congress, currently we have one congressional uh, representative there uh, on the East Coast with you all. But uh, with the redistricting and the census release of information, we have now effectively split our territory into uh, two congressional seats. So we are acquiring a, con a congressman uh, out here. Uh, of course, when uh, the next election cycle goes through, we don't know who's going to be left standing at that point in time. Uh, one is currently a Democrat. The other one's a Republican. Um, so we're going to see what happens with that. We work closely with the current uh, congressional gentleman that we have, which is Congressman Ruiz, uh, who came from, born and raised here in the district. Uh, we work closely with his staff. Uh, his personal interest is uh, health and, and medical well-being uh, because he's an emergency room doctor by trade. So he's more in, into that arena versus housing arena, um, which has caused some frustrations with us uh, in the past. But we, we continue to try to work to improve that relationship. At the state level, we have close relationships with um, both our assembly members and our Senate members. Uh, our current senator is being termed out uh, this year. So uh, it's an open seat at this particular point in time. It's also gone through redistricting at this point. So uh, it's, we're going to have some interesting candidates running this year for the Senate seat. On the assembly seat, our current one of our assembly members has elected not to run for re-election. So that's become an open seat. And the other one is running for re-election. So, and that's a mixed bag as well. We have a Republican senator, we have a independent assemblyman, and we have a Democrat assemblyman. So we have one of every party out here that we have to work with. Um, and so it makes for an interesting state house. It makes for an interesting uh, federal relationship as well. Well, hopefully a lot of your members will be listening to this podcast. So what do you want to say to them in closing about uh, reaffiliation with NEHB and uh, the year ahead for your association? Uh, one, we're excited that we are um, going to be reaffiliating. We are we're all taking that leap that we're we're having this be a, a successful uh, acceptance into uh, NHB in three weeks when we're all down in Orlando. I'm taking a number of our senior officers with me down there uh, to re-engage with leadership from around the country. Um, several of my folks have never been to this particular event, so they're looking forward to it just from a, uh, uh, an event venue type of uh, format, as well as the process on the application. So we're looking forward to being reaffiliated. We're looking forward to, again, as I said, having access to a variety of, of resources that we can um, avail ourselves of, but that we could bring a unique perspective from California to you too, because um, I think Southern California is different from Northern California. We're definitely different than the rest of the country. And we have the ability to, to convey that to, to folks that would like to, to engage with us. So we're, we're happy to be coming back into the group. And I think our membership is very excited. I heard very positive things yesterday afternoon after you all had made your presentation in person here to our group, and including from our electeds. So they are very, uh, they're very much engaged and they're engaged with us and they want to be engaged with you all. That's terrific. Gretchen Gutierrez, the EO of the Desert Valley Builders Association. Thank you for being with us and a premature welcome back to the family. Uh, I look forward to seeing you 
in a couple of weeks in Orlando. And I thank you for being such a great uh, host while we were out there yesterday. Gretchen Gutierrez, thank you very much. Gretchen, thanks for thanks for being with us today. We're excited to uh, to have you uh, and, and your members, and uh, and looking forward to seeing you in in Orlando as well as all of our other friends. So uh, it, was, it was great to hear from you, Gary. Yeah, it really was. It's exciting. Uh, think about uh, what's going to happen out there in California, uh, and we're looking forward to it. Well, Jim, we uh, finish another episode of Housing Developments once again. A uh, big shout out to Wells Fargo Home Mortgage. Great, great sponsors, and and, certainly, and absolutely encourage our members to uh, to do business with Wells Fargo Home Mortgage, a uh, great partner for us here on the podcast. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you in Orlando. Bye-bye. Bye.